Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us here today. We have a lot of stuff to go over. If you can hear that, that is my picks from the weekend. We'll tell you how I did. That's coming up later in the show. We've also got uh, several other little things we're going to get into today. Oh, man, it's been a busy, busy weekend. Of course, if you want to respond to everything that went on, if you want to talk about that Clemson matchup with Boston College, I love the Clemson fans on Twitter that were like, yeah, man, I knew it was gonna, I knew they'd come back. Yeah, but then like 20 minutes ago you were talking about, man, we, we sure did miss Trevor Lawrence. It was pretty funny. I mean, I like comedy. I mean, I really do. So, yeah, that was some interesting stuff there. So we'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832 if you want to get involved with the program this afternoon. But as always, on Monday, we kind of recap the weekend because, let's be honest, it's sometimes really hard to, uh, to catch every single game. It's just tough to do. So with that, I thought that uh, I would bring you, of course, the tour around the ACC and the SEC. And you know what? We're going to start with, how about we start with Wake Forest and Syracuse? Of course, Wake Forest is now 4-2. and two. Syracuse falls to 1-6 and six as uh, Wake wins 38-14. to 14. Pretty much everything in this game was what you would expect. The Deeks were just better in just about every spot. Ten explosive plays. Better starting starting field percentage. I mean, insert whatever it is you want to talk about with the uh, Wake Forest here as they win uh, big, blowing out Syracuse. And they're playing some pretty decent football. They may be one of the better teams in the ACC moving forward. All right, so now we move on to Notre Dame, which is ranked number four in the country. They play Georgia Tech. And with that, you had a lot of this. As we roll along here, there we go. Ian Book is in the shotgun. Kyron Williams to his left. Takes the shotgun snap. Up the middle to Williams. Fights his way across the goal line. Touchdown, Notre Dame. You had a lot of that. Kyron Williams doing some great stuff as Notre Dame dominated from front to back, and they pick up the win over Georgia Tech. Clock ticking down, down to 2-1, and that's how the game will end. Notre Dame moves its record to 6-0 with a 31-13 win here in Atlanta over Georgia Tech. There you go with that. Georgia Tech continuing to spiral. Notre Dame stays undefeated as they head into their matchup. We'll talk about Clemson in just a moment. The I'm trying to figure out the best word that I can use with this. I enjoy when coaches 
play games to win games. Virginia, a team that's 1-4 overall, playing a 4-1 North Carolina team. North Carolina had everything going for them. You hear so much about Mac Brown and Sam Howell and everything else. The Tar Heels had a 55% edge in yards per play, 110 yards edge overall. But you know what? That doesn't matter. Coach Mendenhall faced fourth and uh, faced short fourth downs in this game. They went for four. Uh, they went for it on fourth down all four times. But late, they're up three. They're on their own 45, and they've been going for fourth down, uh, going for it on fourth down all night. He brings out his punt team, and then this happens. Fourth down and four. And a snap here to Thompson. Little slip there, but he stays on his feet. Still moving forward. Keaton Thompson with a spectacular play as he will pick up the first down. There you go. Coach Mendenhall has got some uh, bruises on his knees. That's, I'll leave it at that, okay? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he really, really called and did some good stuff there for... This, uh, this matchup with North Carolina, nothing to lose there. They're one and four. And what happens? And that will do it. Four straight against the Heels here on Halloween. What a treat it is as they take down the 15th-ranked Tar Heels to snap the four-game losing streak tonight in Charlottesville. There you go. As North Carolina falls. Virginia gets the job done. They win 44 to 41. North Carolina, there was talk about, okay, this could be the team, even from me. I said I thought they could be a team that would knock Notre Dame out of the mix from going to Charlotte. Wow, do I feel stupid. I can admit when I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. North Carolina shoots themselves in the foot. How do you let that happen at the end of the game? Coach Mendenhall has already went for it three times on fourth down. You think he's not going to go for it again? That's a lapse in coaching there by Matt Brown and the guys from North Carolina. You line up and go after it. And it ends up shooting themselves in the foot. And not to take anything away from Virginia, but in reality, you got to blame Matt Brown a little bit on this and his coaching staff as North Carolina falls. Let's talk about this Clemson game. Clemson goes into this matchup with Boston College. A little bit of uneasiness there. They don't have uh, Trevor Lawrence, the starting quarterback, the guy that is looked upon as being a Heisman Trophy frontrunner. You don't have uh, Skalski, the linebacker, in addition to like three other starters on defense. Boston College comes out, and they kind of hit Clemson in the mouth, including this play where they stopped the Tigers short on defense. Under center for the first time, hand off to Etienne, fumbled the football, picked up by the Eagles. Here they go, Brandon Sebastian up to the races, on the move to midfield. Brandon Sebastian is a gunner. Touchdown, Boston College on the scoop and score. 99 yards, BC leads 20-7, to and I don't even have to ask. Take a bow, Brandon Sebastian, Boston College defense. The stutter continues in Death Valley. They were up 28-10 to 10 at one point. I mean, that, that pretty much tells you all you need to know about that, right? You, you, I'm in line voting 
and I, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, man, how does this happen? Clemson, though, makes big plays throughout. DJ, DJ Uwagunglehi gets the job done for Clemson, but the Clemson defense comes up late and stops Boston College. Kovic, back the pass. Now pressure coming for C, gets it, and Saxon throws it up in the air, and it's incomplete. That should be intentionally grounding and a safety. There you go. Clemson rallies from a huge deficit to knock off a really good Boston College team. The greatest comeback in Memorial Stadium history as Clemson comes off the mat down 28-10, scoring 24 unanswered, and will down Boston College today 34-28. There you go. Uh, Don Munson on the Clemson radio network there as uh, Clemson rallies. That's pretty much all you can say about that. We'll take calls at 803-978-1832. Shout out to Jimmy watching on Facebook Live today. So how much do you think the home field advantage is in 2020? I think that the big thing with home field advantage is, is that you don't have to travel. You don't have to go to the hotel. I mean, that can be tiring. You know what I'm saying? I know they do everything they can to make it easy, but as far as playing in the stadiums, though, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. So, yeah, there's that. Moving along, Louisville playing Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech lost to Wake Forest, which all of a sudden doesn't look like it's that big of a deal. So they go into this matchup with Louisville needing to get the win, and they hold on and win over the Cards 42-35. to The Cards had three turnovers. Uh, that was kind of a big deal there. The Hokies had... Uh, giving giving uh, the Hokies a lot of good starting field position there. And, um, yeah, they went big. We'll head out to the phones really quick here. Good afternoon. Welcome to the rundown. Rob. What's up, buddy? How you doing? How you doing, man? I hope you got a few minutes, brother. Yeah, how about it? What you got, brother? Okay, I'm glad you shared the North Carolina game to start with. Um, I wasn't aware of that upset until just now. Um, okay. The Clemson game, I want to go uh, – first thing I need to say is very positive comments about Boston College. They came out and impressed the you-know-what out of me. Okay. They, uh, their, their offensive coordinator uh, did a great job. They hit a lot of downfield passes, uh, showed how weak our secondary can be. I noticed that during the beginning of the season uh, against Wake, when we were playing Wake Forest and a couple of other teams, of not of the caliber of Boston College, but we, we were – our secondary was letting a lot of guys get open, wide open. I'm talking about wide open. And uh, their quarterback before, at the beginning of the year, the quarterback can connect, was right. off target with those right. uh, passes. Yeah. Boston College quarterback hit those guys that were open. Yeah, he hit him in stride. I mean, Absolutely. that's basically what it boils down to. You hit people in stride, they can make big plays. Absolutely, and that quarterback they had, I don't know his name, but he did Jerkovich. a great job. Jerkovich was Jerkovich. his name, yeah. He did a great, a great job. Mm-hmm. He certainly great player. is. Yes. All right. Talented. Very talented. Um, I, I don't understand the plate calling. Mr. Elliott, Tony is his name, right? Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator for Clemson. Yes. yes. Sir. Not feeling that, I right? I understand uh, Mr. Elliott has 
to put the put the uh, bridle on Mr. DJ. You you follow me? Yeah, he's a freshman quarterback. You can't give him the entire playbook yet. They didn't have a uh, he. I mean, they didn't have a lot of time as far as no fall camp. Basically, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can I, understand I, that. I, I can too. Okay, but this is what I can't understand. Okay. Um, after realizing that Boston College was stuffing the line to stop the run, they were bringing the the um, secondary up to stop the short passes. They'd let let us catch the four three yard pass and tackle them. Right, and he did that outstandingly well. Their defense. Now, after t- I, like I said, I agree with Tony. You know. Get, don't throw it downfield. Give it a little chance to get, you know, the feel of things and everything. But after you see that Boston College defense has, put, has the perfect defensive plan, you have to throw the ball downfield to loosen the defense up. I don't care whether you hit the pass or not. You have to throw it deep yeah. to get that secondary and get them to back up off that line. I, I did not. You didn't see that, and 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 I understand. But you know, they they say that winning is the best deodorant, and I'm sure there's lots of things that he'll probably look at this week. And uh, I think we all can agree, Clemson is going on the road to Notre Dame, and they're a much better team than Boston College is. I'm not being disrespectful to Boston College. If Clemson falls behind by 18 at Notre Dame, they're going to get blown out. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I'm glad, see, that's what I like about you, Rob. You always follow. You can smell what The Rock is cooking because that's exactly <laughs> what I was getting ready to say. Well, you don't want to fall behind we, by 18 to anybody, but you definitely don't want to fall no, behind by 18 to this Notre Dame team with uh, with Kyron Williams back there and Ian Book, who is a great quarterback that uh, can lead kind of a ground-and-pound type offense, which is what Notre Dame has and uh, Notre Dame can line up with you and run, and they don't care. They'll be consistent with it. If they get up by 18, it's not going to be a good trip for Clemson. Rob, I'm going to if, – if Notre Dame gets up 18 against Clemson, go ahead and put down an L instead of a W because that's what's going to yeah. happen. You're right about that, brother. Well, I mean, we'll, um, we'll see how that works out. Clemson's, uh, they opened up as a four-point favorite in that matchup. Well, get in touch with Tony Elliott for me and tell him uh, let DJ throw the ball downfield, you know, once or twice, please. I think they're going to have to do that. Uh, and I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, they didn't have Latson, they didn't really have Nagata, they didn't have Justin Ross. The guys that can go down the field and take the top off of that uh, defense, they didn't really play. Uh, I mean, they and weren't I, out there I, at all, so that has a little bit to do with it. Your your best downfield threats are sitting on the bench. So when that I happens, that that's kind of a big yeah, that's kind of a big thing. So I took that into consideration before I opened my trap. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you what. You got number three on Mari Rogers. Right. Okay. You you got uh, another uh, that uh, gosh I can't think Specter. Oh no no he's not fast enough. Um the, the young the young he's a freshman I think. Yeah, 
But uh, he was playing. Uh, he had about seven receptions. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and Cornell Powell also Dunbar. played. Is Dunbar his name? Uh, I'm not sure. But I know Cornell Powell had, had a huge game. And I think he, he had, had like great 10 catches. Game, so. And he can get downfield and he's quick. He is. That's two receivers right but there. Wouldn't, wouldn't you feel a little bit better if you had if you had a Justin Ross out there, a guy that could go over the top oh. and make plays? I mean, Golly, yeah. don't we miss him? <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. Oh yes. All right. Well, I, hey. I appreciate your thoughts, man. I mean, it's all good stuff there, but I think that uh, Tony Elliott's a good football mind, and he's going to figure it out. I mean, he has to learn to trust don't his quarterback a little bit. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not bashing Tony Elliott. We yeah. got, hey, at the end of the day, the, we got a W, and we came back from down 18 points. I'm not bashing anybody. Yeah. I'm just t- stating facts about the game. I hear you, man. And yeah, I never said we you were. W, yeah. As long as we got a W, I'm not complaining. I hear you, bud. Well, hey, uh, I look forward to this week's matchup, man. I've got a gentleman that covers Notre Dame that's going to be on the program with us a little bit later this week, so we'll uh, get more of an in-depth look at the Irish. So looking forward to that. I got the playbook. Don't ha- You don't have to talk to him. Call me up. I got the playbook. <laughs> All right, fair enough, man. Hey, thanks for calling us, brother. We appreciate it. All right, there you go. Uh, some good thoughts there. If you want to respond to what he said, 803-978-1832. We did have one other matchup in the ACC, Duke stepping out of conference, winning over Charlotte 53-19. to Ugh. Nah, I mean, games like that, you're like, yeah, all right, whatever. I wanted to play one more thing uh, during this ACC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. CC break. Before we go into our break to uh, talk about the SEC, Coastal Carolina is now the 15th ranked team in the country. They beat the fighting Sean Elliott's at uh, Georgia State, uh, just getting the job done. Uh, I'd say by a little bit. They hammer Georgia State. It's a shutout. What a job that this group has done. They come in here to Atlanta and they blank the Panthers, fifty-one to nothing. Yeah, uh, Coastal Carolina is a pretty good football team. The bad boys from the beach getting it done. The shot to clears. Shout out to the folks watching on Facebook Live. We appreciate them. Jimmy says Clemson was a seven-point favorite. Prior to Lawrence being out, I believe so. Uh, Edwin has not nice things to say about Notre Dame that I cannot say on the air because I won't be here tomorrow if I do, and I don't want to completely screw over the program. I'm just saying. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way about Notre Dame. (laughs) You can follow all of that in our our live stream over on Fox Sports Radio's uh, on the – on, on Facebook with uh, just search for the rundown with Rob and you can uh, follow along. So one other comment, uh, Jason says uh, he's ready for the game this weekend. He thinks Clemson's going to destroy Notre Dame. They cannot take advantage of Clemson's issues in deep passing. Ugon Glahey and ETN will rip them apart. You know what? I haven't really seen anyone that uh, Travis ETN just played with a ton of heart on Saturday. I mean, he really led that team. He really did. 
But I tell you what, when you watch that game, though, it makes you realize, you know, the Clemson defense needs their starters back. That's one big, huge thing. You don't realize how great somebody is until they actually leave. And certain teams can tell you about that. Hello, LSU. Man, you think they don't miss some of the playmakers they had as they've turned into a complete gong show down in Baton Rouge. A loss this weekend that had me shaking my head. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we'll also talk a little bit about the, uh, the falling off of Georgia. Georgia's supposed to be this monumentally great program. And guess what? I, I hate to be one of the few people that uh, will put this out there, but they're not. They're not. They're not nearly as good as their fan base wants you to think that they are. And they have a head-to-head matchup uh, thing with Clemson here where they own the head-to-head since they won their last national title in 1980, which is 40 years ago. Georgia hasn't been nearly the football program that Clemson has been in the past 10 years. Clemson's last 10 years are better than Georgia's last 40. It's math, ladies and gentlemen. It's math. We'll talk about that and a lot more in just a moment. Our full recap of the SEC when we come back. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Well, welcome back to The Rundown. Let's start with our SEC Weekend in Review. And I'll tell you what, man, this is, uh, I got to start with Georgia and Kentucky. Look, Georgia is not the team we thought they were. They really weren't. Stetson Bennett did do some good work with his feet on Saturday. It's goal to go from the two. 12th play of the drive now. Zeus going to take the play fake. It'll be kept by Bennett and into the end zone. Touchdown, Stetson. Yeah, uh, here's the thing with this guy. He's a milquetoast version of Jake Fromm. That's basically what he is. I mean, I can't think of any other other words that I can describe without uh, yelling some of the curse words that Georgia fans see every time he trots out onto the field. But here's the big thing with this. Kentucky and Georgia, the teams combined for 26 completions. Neither quarterback threw for more than 131 yards. Kentucky averaged 3.6 yards per completion. The teams combined for 575 total yards. More than 350 of those were on the ground. When you stop and look at it, does anybody else think that maybe... Just maybe this Georgia team isn't exactly what we thought they were, just like I said. And by the way, Kentucky, we knew coming into the season, Kentucky was going to be terrible on offense. We had that wrapped into our heads. They put Lynn J. Bowden out there, and he ran a lot of stuff at quarterback for them. That's how they won games last year. We did know Kentucky would have good defense. They went toe-to-toe with Georgia and they held Georgia to uh, 14 points, but they lose 14-3. to Kentucky is not the team that I thought they were. I thought that they would, they, they would get in the realm of scoring 17 to 20 points a game. Not so much. Stetson Bennett's numbers on the day, 9 of 13, 131 yards, and two picks. They have guys on the bench 
Dewan Mathis, the young man that started the first half against Arkansas, he went in for one half and didn't play very well, and they've buried him on the bench. Okay, and there's rumors, according to Crazy Uncle Lou, who is uh, the noted Georgia apologist, that uh, he tweeted out something about, you know, God bless you, Dewan, as you move on. If I was Dewan Mathis and they keep trotting Steph, uh, this guy, what is it, Stetson Bennett the third out there, I would transfer too. You're telling me I get I mess up for one half and you're going to bury me? This guy has thrown, what, six interceptions in two games, something like that? And you're going to keep throwing him out there? It's a mess. Georgia, and the, the, here's the thing, though. There's still Georgia fans that are like, you know what? We'd like to have another crack at Alabama. No, you don't. You don't want anything to do with Alabama. And I hate to break this to you as well. You probably don't want to play Mizzou in a couple of weeks. And you've got Florida this weekend. Florida may light you up like a Christmas tree. Just saying. You're not going to be able to score much. That Florida defense is pretty crumb. Or Florida defense is not exactly crummy is a good word for it. They're not very good. They're really not. But what a just wow with Georgia, man. Wow. Alabama and Mississippi State, you know what we got with that? We got a lot of this. Mack on a first and ten. Looks left, throws man behind the defense. He's got it. Touchdown, Alabama on the left sideline. Yeah. uh, Devontae Smith now tied with Amari Cooper for the most touchdowns, receptions in school history. Caught 11 passes for 203 yards, marking the fourth time in his career he's gone over 200 yards, and they beat the snot out of Mississippi State. You know, the Pirate comes in, lights up LSU the first game of the season, and we're all thinking, wow, they just, they just, wow, they, they did that to LSU on the road? They haven't done anything since. They have been terrible. Alabama can make you look terrible, though. The big story, though, comes in this next game is Florida and Mizzou. These guys are fighting at the end of the first half. This half is one that just refuses to end because Missouri and Florida players kind of mixing it up a little bit. Now oh, look we, here. Now we got something going on now because both benches are out there in the middle of the field, and it is a real Donnybrook right yeah. now. Yeah, there are going to be some people kicked out of this game. Fists are flying. And this is an ugly scene on an untimed down to end the first half. It looks like a hockey game broke up. Yeah, uh, guys throwing punches. And the best part, it looked like an old WWE type event where Dan Mullen's going. It looked like an old WWE type event where Dan Mullen's going out there thinking he's the rock and he could just start smacking people around. Not so much. Dan Mullen, you're a coach, brother. Stay on the sideline. Get your guys back. Don't go out there throwing punches. That's not going to work out well for you. You're not as big as some of these guys that you're out there trying to throw punches with. By the way, he was fined $25,000 by the SEC today, and some players got suspended for a half for fighting, Uh, the majority of them coming from Mizzou, who has the week off. It didn't really matter, though, that much on the scoreboard as Florida takes it home. And that's it. The Florida Gators, Halloween homecoming winners tonight as Florida scores 28 consecutive points in one juncture.
for a commanding win as the Gators mash Missouri 41 to 17. There you go with that matchup. Let's move on to Auburn and LSU. You know, I look at LSU and I don't know what I, I mean, what I'm really looking at. You know, I tried to, I, I tried to sit down and write something creative that I could talk with you about with LSU and and how I think that LSU can right their wrongs. But the reality is, is that I don't know if they can. I really don't. This is an LSU team that plays, what, Alabama this weekend, I believe it is? Or maybe that's next weekend. I've got to look at my schedule in front of me here. But can you really look at the rest of LSU's schedule and figure out um, a, a game that they can actually win? When you really stop and look at it, I, I, I just don't think so. I mean, LSU looks really, really bad right now. As they run away, Auburn runs away 48-11. to And it was just, just a mess. Just a mess, man. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I can say with you about this game. Um, <laughs> you don't really know what you got with Auburn either. Auburn look, comes to South Carolina and they look like South Carolina had their number, and they just go out and they just start winning more games. It's just a mess. That's pretty much what you got with that LSU game. Just sad. Sad on that front for LSU because will they have the time to get back? Yeah. But when you have a champion that comes out and the next season they just get completely shamed. I'm not saying it throws a, a dust at the last year's championship team. But you just kind of expected more, and you just didn't get it. Uh, LSU might finish two and eight. They might. The next matchup: Texas A&M playing a very improved Arkansas team. Sam Pittman, once he gets some horses, he's going to be fine down there at Arkansas. There'll be people screaming "Woo Pig Suey," jumping on the pig bandwagon before long. But A&M had just a little bit too much for the Hogs this weekend. Kellen Mond takes the snap. Takes the knee, and the fighting Texas Aggies are now 4-1 and one with the 42-31 win over Arkansas. Nine straight over the Razorbacks. By the way, just uh, an interesting note there. So since uh, the, uh, the Razorbacks are winless against A&M since A&M joined the SEC, so it's Arkansas and South Carolina both have not beaten Texas A&M since they joined the league. So, yeah, there's that. You've also got another matchup with Ole Miss playing Vanderbilt. Ole Miss wins 54-21. to uh, Just too much on that side for Vanderbilt. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about my picks and what to look forward to this weekend. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me today. As we get set up for big matchups this weekend for Clemson and South Carolina. And uh, my first look, when I look at uh, Texas A&M, I think that Texas A&M has some guys that uh, are not really... Big-time playmakers at the uh, 
position spots. Okay? I do think Kellen, Kellen Mond is a good quarterback. But they really don't have anybody that you look at and you're like, you know what? That guy can carry a team. Just saying. It's kind of how I feel with all that. So with that, I, I, I don't really know what to expect from South Carolina and their defense. Sometimes they look pretty good, but the majority of the time they just don't. And what has Will Muschamp cooked up during the bye week? Just saying. This is the time where you can make adjustments and possibly pivot and do something good with your season. Will they do something different on offense? It's a big question there with the Gamecocks. And you know what? If you're going to sit here and tell me you know, I'm going to tell you you don't. Because nobody knows. Nobody really knows what they're going to see. And that can be an, an, an advantage for South Carolina. But I would be frustrated as a fan if they went out there and they did, I'm not saying making wholesale changes, but if there wasn't a couple of new things on the offensive side of the ball, like, oh, I don't know, getting Luke Doty in to uh, maybe quarterback a little bit, a wrinkle that Texas A&M hasn't seen, I'd be upset as a fan, especially with the way the offense kind of sputtered against LSU. So, and one other thing, Harris has to have carries. We talked about this last week. He has five carries in the first half. South Carolina loses this week. Write that down. He needs at least 10 in the first half and maybe 10 to 15 in the second. If they go that route, they've got a pretty good chance to win. But the fact that they didn't get him the ball is one of the main reasons they lost at LSU. That and the defense. And Colin Hill, I'm not going to say he was exposed. I'm just saying he didn't really look like the all-world caliber. I mean, he wasn't really that anyway, but the most efficient quarterback. Took a lot. Took some sacks that he shouldn't have taken. Seemed like he was holding on to the ball for too long, hoping not to make mistakes. At this point of the year, you're 2-3. and three. And you're trying to get yourself into a position where, what, everybody's bowl eligible at this point. So you're not, you're not really looking at it from that perspective. But you have it on the other end of, wouldn't you like to go into the offseason saying, you know what, during this year, even during the pandemic, South Carolina was able to get a win over Auburn and get a win over Texas A&M, the first win over Texas A&M since they joined the conference. If you win this game, you're at three and three. You got four games left. The last four games, you know, I mean, Mizzou is an interesting team that you got to deal with. Georgia's an interesting team. Georgia has absolutely no offense, none. And then you just go from there. It's uh, Kentucky at the end of the season. They don't have any offense either. So, yeah, your four matchups here, it's kind of interesting with the last four with what South Carolina can do with them. But if you have those three, the three that you've got right now, not an embarrassing, uh, embarrassing yourself with Vanderbilt, getting a win over Auburn and getting a win over Texas A&M, that might uh, be some mouthwash for what in some eyes has been kind of a disappointing season. More of the rundown when we come back. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Uh, I like to take uh, time on on Monday and look back at my picks from the weekend to see how I did. I A lot of times I look at these, I, I fill out my sheet in here, and then I kind of like, eh, okay. So with that, let's roll down my list of picks from the weekend here. Uh, I took... As I look at my schedule and stuff here, I want to make sure that I've got all the correct scores because, yeah. <laughs> so, from last weekend, we'll start with a Big Ten matchup. Minnesota was an 18-point favorite over Maryland. And with that game, yeah, I look at it. And Maryland wins 45-14 to in OT. That gets the gong for the week. Yeah, what a... I love P.J. Fleck, man, but you kind of let me down, sir. I took Michigan to cover against Michigan State. Yeah, another gong. Uh, Wake Forest over Syracuse. You know, we talked about that matchup earlier. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I get my first. Yes, I was right on that one. So that puts me at one and two. Uh, back to North Carolina and Virginia. I picked North Carolina. That puts me back at one and three. Clemson, I took the Tigers. Yeah, not so much. One and four. I took Louisville. To win over Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech was a four-point favorite. Yeah, that's not good either. That's one and five. Notre Dame over Georgia Tech, uh, 31 to, uh, I was in at minus 17 as the opener there. They win by 18. That makes me two and five. Congratulations. I had Coastal Carolina. Uh, they win big. Boom, back at it. Now I'm at three and five. We're working our way out of the hole, ladies and gentlemen. Ohio State, an eight-point favorite over Penn State. And with that matchup, how did that come out to be? Ohio State wins big over Penn State. I think it was, uh, what did they win by? They won by 13, so that's a win. Now I'm at four and five. Working my way back to 500. I took Oklahoma State. That was not good. Yeah, now I'm back to four and six. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. With that matchup, Texas Tech was a 15-point favorite in uh, underdog in that matchup. Did they go and, uh, and beat that there? Nope. Now I'm four and seven. It's not looking good this week. LSU, uh, four and eight. Wow, this is terrible. Vanderbilt, four and nine. Alabama, they covered. There you go. Arkansas, that puts me at uh, Arkansas wins. So now I'm at six and nine. 
And then uh, Mizzou, they did not cover. So it's a losing week for old Rob here at 6-10. and 10. And Georgia also didn't cover. So 6-11 and 11 on my 17 picks. I'm still going to pick on Friday, though. <laughs> By the way, for the season, I'm right at, I think my numbers showed earlier, I'm at like 52%, which is sad. <laughs> what a horrible set of games. I mean, wow. Uh, I wanted to talk with you a minute here about some bowl projections. And uh, this is, uh, they're already putting out bowl projections, by the way, even though we don't really know which way some bowls are going. You know, we'll get into that in a moment. By the way, if you're following along on the blog page of FoxSportsRadio1400.com, full story on on, uh, Dan Mullen getting fined. Also, the story about Trevor Lawrence, who is now no longer the betting favorite to win the Heisman. Yep. That's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. He is no longer the favorite to win the Heisman. So there you go with that. Not a good, not a good look for uh, Trevor Lawrence to be out right now, and they're 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 kind of kicking him in the face because he's got the COVID. So there's that. They the, everybody's in love with Justin Fields. Just, oh, Justin Fields is the greatest thing ever. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Anyway, I think Mac Jones is playing a lot better than anybody else right now, to be in my opinion. If I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go with uh, with Mac Jones. So some bold projections here as I'm loading them up here, and this matchup with uh, several different matchups that they have out there. As uh, I get my myself squared away here, let me make sure that my got the proper information for you but there are some bowl projections that are out there early that show some interesting stuff here and a lot of teams making bowl games that probably don't have any business making a bowl game just saying it's a mess my friends it really is all right, if you want to respond to anything we've talked about today, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you'd like to join us here on the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I love bowl projections at this point of the season because they get kind of silly. So uh, this is from College Football News. Their bowl projections so far are... Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Oh, these are from Athlon. Sorry about that. So their bowl projections, as uh, we check this out here, as my computers are not helping me today. It's amazing. I've got all of these computers in front of me, and they're they're not helping. (laughs) They're not working out for me here. So let's try one other page that I had saved here. As we get set up with college bowl projections, as we get uh, ready for Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, these came out a couple days ago. But Lawton will be in with us this afternoon from 4 to 6. And you can uh, get the full coverage of Clemson's big win over uh, over Boston College. And I say big win because... They only played a half. (laughs) You know, it sounds silly, 
but they did get the job done. The biggest comeback in Clemson history happened that night, or happened on Saturday. Let's head out to the phones before we go. Welcome to the Rundown. Good afternoon. Rob, you're just sounding good. I'm trying, brother. What you got? I ain't that. I know you ain't got much time, but you owe us from Tom Jones. You didn't play it Friday. I didn't play Tom Jones on Friday? I must have missed it. I am so sorry. I'll play yeah, it twice this Friday. I, I owe you one. That's my fault, All man. Right. Hey, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the show. See, everybody loves Tom Jones, man. <laughs> Tom Jones makes you happy going into the weekend. I could play it now, but... You know, people would start thinking it's Friday, and I'd throw everybody off. I'm, You know what? Somebody did tell me that I did miss it the other day, and I said, whoops, I forgot. Tom Jones on Friday here on the rundown, uh, the best way to kick off your weekend. So you're right about that. All right, so don't forget Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. He is the czar of Clemson Sports, uh, head of the vast Clemson Sports Talk Radio Network, not only heard here in Columbia, but also at 100.1 The Fan down in Florence. And i got to get my DJ voice on 9.20 a.m. in Manning. Keep your dials tuned right there to listen to Clemson Sports Talk. You can also check him out at ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Podcast for his show is up all the time. You can uh, listen whenever you want. Same thing for this show. If you missed our SEC recap, our ACC recap, all of that will be on the, uh, the website. Uh, excuse me, on the podcast up at about 5 o'clock today. So be sure to check that out and uh, subscribe away. I appreciate the people that uh, do that. And, of course, read the blog page. All kinds of college sports news and, and good stuff on the blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. Now, don't forget Teddy Hefner in the mornings as well. He's on from 9 to noon. So we want uh, some good radio there to listen uh, as you're at work. But we will be back at it tomorrow. Uh, We've got uh, a slew of good folks coming in this week, including our Notre Dame insider will be up with us probably Wednesday or Thursday. Tyler Crowder joins us again to help us pick because uh, I went 6-11 and last week. Not good. Not good at all. All right, so more of the rundown tomorrow. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.